Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Tommy Castor, this is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. All right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily on a Friday on KFH. Tommy Castor, Jacob Albrock, Jad Chambers producing into hour number two on the program coming up in just a little bit this hour. We'll talk to Matt Henderson from Catch It Kansas, get all the updates on high school football playoffs. That's coming up a little bit later on in the show. But right now on the line with us is the one and only Trey Wingo. Trey is brought to us today by Caesar Sportsbook. Your first bet is on Caesars. Bet up to $1,250, and if you don't win, you'll get it back as a free bet. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21-plus. Trey, we're excited to have you back on the show. Thanks for being here. How's it going today? Good. Have you guys ever seen the movie She's Out of My League? I have seen that movie, yes. I live it every day, Trey. Also true. Uh, The scene where they break up because he wants to see other people, and they're fighting in the airport. And he pushes her right. off the, the card. That's, that's the music they play. So whenever I hear that song, that's the first thing I think of. That's she's out of my league. Oh, that's great stuff. That uh, that takes me back. What a great movie that is. Uh, hey, Trey, uh, so, of course, last night, Thursday night football, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles get a 12-point win against the Houston Texans. It's the first 8-0 start in franchise history for the Eagles. And we've talked about this on the show before, Jacob and I have about Philadelphia and how it kind of seems like they've had to prove themselves over and over and over again this year to be considered as an elite team in the NFL. Are they there in your mind or, I mean, they're eight. No, do they have much else to prove at this point? No. Um, you know, you know, I'm a big believer in Bill Parcells. You are what your record says you are, you know, uh, you can wish this and that, but at the end of the day, you can only play the teams on your schedule. And just let's people say it's a cupcake schedule, right? Well, let's run through some numbers then. They're the only unbeaten team in the in the NFL, as you said. First time eight zero in franchise history. Uh, Jalen Hurts, as a starting quarterback, has not lost a regular season game since November twenty eighth of twenty twenty one. They have a plus ninety point differential. Uh, they have more interceptions twelve than nineteen teams have passing touchdowns. They've forced at least one turnover 
in every game and have given it up a league low three times. I, I don't know what else people are looking for. Like, that all tells you they're doing exactly what a good team should do, beat the crap out of inferior teams. Yeah, and even last night, that they finally got there, it felt like. They didn't cover the number, but but they sort of yeah. eventually took control of the game. I want to ask just a general NFL question going back a little bit further in the week. Trade deadline. Used to, trade deadline meant nothing. Now it's like the Major League Baseball yeah. trade deadline. We, this thing's gotten crazy in the NFL. Why do you think that shift happened? Two things. One, uh, first of all, it's great for the sport. I mean, I, I love, yeah. like, there are 10 deals on draft day alone, which was an all-time high. Um, it, it's, it got started to tick up an activity about a decade ago when they pushed it back by a week. Um, but I think there, there are two things. One, obviously, because of cap ramifications, especially if you have committed money to, say, a quarterback or wide receivers and all this kind of stuff, you have to move things around. I mean, just look, for example, at the Eagles secondary. Okay, Bradbury and Gardner-Johnson are there because of cap casualties on other teams. Like, the cap does matter, and you have to account for that. And sometimes you can pick up really good talent. Uh, cheaply for a one year or two, right? But then you have these general managers now who are not afraid to take swings. It's not like the old days, draft and develop, okay? Draft, and if it doesn't work out, cut your losses and, and get, get something for that draft pick before they leave for nothing, which would explain the Roquan Smith situation. The Bears were never going to pay an off-ball inside linebacker uh, the type of money that Roquan Smith was looking for, even though he's great at what he does. It's just not a position that most teams value in the terms of we want to spend a lot of cash there. He's, he might be the best at his position, but the position is not one that's going to give him the dollars he's dreaming of. So teams are willing to make swings uh, to get something back. And for the Ravens in the Roquan Smith situation, like, what the hell? You know, uh, it, 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 there's two teams in the AFC. Why can't we be the third best team if we get all these things going? And, and the, the trade for the Chiefs with Kadarius Tony, like, Whatever he does this year, great, fantastic. This is about the next two years. They only have two or three receivers under contract, I think, after this year. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Ross, the kid out of Clemson, and Sky Moore, the rookie who's had his issues getting into the offense. So, you know, if they're going to lose all these players, what Brett Beach did, which I thought was brilliant, is get a potential first-round talent for next to nothing that you have under contract for two more seasons, and potentially you get to pick up the fifth-year option if he develops. So, I love that trade. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like one of the, the biggest or if not the biggest blockbuster uh, trade at the trade deadline had to have been the Denver Miami trade Bradley Chubb going to the Dolphins and uh, it's a kind of a tale of two teams the the Broncos. Uh, it's been a disaster this season, the first year with Russell Wilson yep. and, and Nathaniel Hackett there in Denver. They're trying to get, you know, some draft capital in return for Bradley Chubb. And then the Dolphins are going all in. You mentioned trying to be the third best team in the AFC. Clearly, the Dolphins are trying to make that happen, too. Uh, your, your take on that trade and, and, you know, of course, we follow the AFC West in, in this part of the country. Uh, your thoughts on the Broncos yep. overall? Well, let's start with the Dolphins, uh, first and foremost. It's interesting, right? Because everyone thinks, oh, this helps them with the Super Bowl. Well, in Caesar Sportsbook, uh, the odds of the the Dolphins to win it all were plus 3,000 before the Bradley Chubb trade. And after the Bradley Chubb trade, they are plus 3,000 for the Dolphins, hmm. which means, you know, I, I think a lot of the Sharps think, hey, cool, but you got to get through either one or both of Kansas City and Buffalo in the postseason, and we're not sure you guys can do that. I do love the trade for Miami because it gives them – much like the Eagles, look, just look at their 
their defensive line with Phillips and Emmanuel Ogba uh, and now, you know, Bradley Chubb and everybody else they have on that line. Like, there's depth there, and depth matters, especially in pass rushers. Now, Chubb has only had one season where he's had double-digit sacks his rookie year. He's been a little injury-prone, but he had five-and-a-half sacks going into this year. He's not Von Miller, but he's Von Miller light, for lack of a better term. He's going to create problems, and they're going to use him in the right way, I think, in that rotation. As for the Broncos, it's, you know, it's the white flag. There are a few teams that have raised the white flag already. Denver's one of them. Uh, absolutely, Indianapolis is one of them. They have said, we'll see you next year. We'd rather, we'd rather stink with Sam Ellinger or find out he's great than go 7-9-1 and one, uh, with Matt Ryan. And so they have moved on. They've fired their offensive coordinator. They've gotten rid of Naheem Hines. The Broncos are in the same position. They know they're stuck with that Russell Wilson contract. They're trying to figure out the best way they can to rebuild around that Russell Wilson contract because he's not going anywhere as bad as he's playing. Looking across the league, I think there are a whole lot of teams, Trey Wingo joining us, and we appreciate these visits, that still need to make statements that probably can. We're, we're early in this season by relative terms, but you know, it, between the Chargers and it, the Raiders may be too late for them, but certainly the Buccaneers, the Rams, the, the, the Ravens you mentioned. Like, who is the team right now that we look at that maybe we don't think is one of the best teams in the league that still could be or become one of the best teams in the league? Well, of all those teams you just mentioned, the only one that really comes to mind is uh, Tampa Bay. Because by rule, someone's going to the playoffs from the NFC South, right? Got to send one. I mean, <laughs> there's, there's no way around that. And if they can just get it together a little bit, I think the core of that team is as strong as anybody in that division. You know, they've already been gifted on some level a win over the, the Atlanta Falcons because of that uh, roughing the passer call on Grady Jarrett, which was ridiculous, which allowed them to hold on to the ball and run out the clock in a one-score game. But, you know, the Packers are in real trouble, and I don't think Minnesota's going in retreat. Uh, the Chargers have all kinds of issues, and, you know, we can pretend like Justin Herbert won't be dealing with that fractured rib cartilage all, all year long, but he's going to be. Like, we all thought this, this AFC West was going to be a murderer's row. Guys, the Chiefs are winning the AFC West, and I'm not sure it's going to be particularly close once it's all said and done when you just look at the vision around it. So um, Denver, you know, is a mess, and I think if you had to pick one of those teams, it would have to be the Bucks. although this is a big game. Like, it, it's the underachiever bowl uh, this Sunday, Bucks and Rams going at it. Hey, Trey, uh, so one of the things that I, I find, like, really intriguing here. There's not a team in the NFL that I think is more interesting than the Seattle Seahawks uh, at five and yeah. three right now, Geno Smith leading them. Are they, are they for real? Is that a team that, you know, under Pete Carroll that, I mean, of course that right now they're leading that division. Can they, can they make a run for the playoffs? It's interesting, right? I mean, Geno has been unbelievable and you got to give him all the credit in the world and go look at this, the Seahawks draft. My God, uh, did they miss on one? You know, when it was Charles Cross, Boy and Mafe, uh, Woolen, uh, Walker, the running back. I mean, they have been absolutely amazing. Uh, and Pete Carroll has done a tremendous job. Um, I, listen, the NFC West is not what we thought it was. Obviously, Arizona is having all kinds of issues. The Rams uh, continue to fall under 500. Uh, Sean McVay had never been under 500 as a coach in his career before this season. It's happened several times now. The Niners are interesting. Like, the Christian McCaffrey trade may be the thing that pushes them over the top. Like at Caesar Sportsbook right now, the Eagles and the NFC have the best odds to win it all. 
at five to one. Second on that list is San Francisco at twelve to one. So I think Seattle could make things very interesting. But the trade for McCaffrey in Kyle Shanahan's offense, uh, I think the Chiefs caught them at a very good time. I think they're going to get a lot better as the season goes on. Yeah, I agree with that on the 49ers. The Chiefs, as you just mentioned, have an interesting game against the Titans. In the you know, on the surface you think Chiefs by a million, but history tells us that the Titans have given them problems and a lot of problems with Derrick Henry who's playing out of his mind. It's a 12 and a half point spread. It's Andy Reid coming out of a bye week, but it's Vrabel and, and Derrick Henry against the Chiefs. This is a pretty tricky game just in the sense that history tells us it could go the Titans' way, but it feels like the Chiefs ought to kill them. I, what do you think on this game? Well, I was surprised by the number. Like 12-and-a-half is a big number for a team that's yeah. won five games in a row. For, for a team that's won five in a row, guys. Like the Titans, they don't do it pretty, but they do it. I mean, they've won five in a row. And to, to that point, they've actually won and covered the last five games against the Chiefs. And, of course, it was last year in Nashville when everyone thought the Chiefs were the worst team in the history of football when they lost to Tennessee 27-3. to That was the nadir of their season. They were 3-4. and four. They went on to win uh, every other game but one the entire rest of the way. But here's why I think at the end this could be a nice game for Kansas City. First of all, the Chiefs' run defense is way better than it's been in the last couple of years. I think they're third best against the run, and Willie Gay is back, which helps dramatically in that department. Um, if Malik Willis plays, I think this game could get done pretty quickly. If Ryan Tannehill finds a way to play, it could be interesting. But you mentioned Andy Reid off a of bye. Let's, let's take that one step further. In his coaching career coming off a of bye, he's 20-3, and three, going back to his days with Philadelphia. That is by far the best record for any head coach dating back to 1990 coming off a of bye. I think second place is 11-3. and three. Uh, So he has figured this thing out to perfection. Then there's Mahomes in his career. He's 4-0 as a starter coming off a bye. But let's take that one step further because we looked this up the other day. Because you always want to get the Chiefs in October. They come out of the game strong in September. They tend to fumble around a little bit in October. And then they turn on the Jets. So not only is Mahomes 4-0 coming off a bye week, in, in his career, in every game he started after the bye, the Chiefs' record is 19-3. and Let's take it one step further. The last three seasons – with Mahomes as a starter, the Chiefs' record after the bye is 16-1. and Guys, in the last three years, they've lost one game after the bye with Patrick Mahomes under center, and that was, of course, the Bengals game last year when they were up 14 points multiple times and, and couldn't finish it, and that came back to find them again in the AFC Championship game. So, yeah, Kansas City plays this the right way at the right time of year. I think they're about to go on one of those runs again, and it's going to start on Sunday night in Arrowhead. Yeah, let's double down a little bit on this game, Trey, since we've got a lot of folks here in this uh, this area that uh, sure. are following it super closely. Uh, it sure seems to me like the the simple strategy for Kansas City defensively is to try to shut down Derrick Henry, right? I mean, the offense runs through him. Uh, do you think that there is an opportunity? We talked about this last hour on the show. Uh, if Malik Willis starts the game, that he can provide a little bit more of an option to run the football than Ryan Tannehill does. Does that change or should that change Kansas City's defensive strategy? Well, listen, I mean, regardless of who's a quarterback, the, the Titans have massive problems in the passing game. You know, going into uh, last night's game, and it just increased, uh, A.J. Brown had more receiving yards by himself than the entire receiving core in Tennessee for the entire season. 
that was by one yard before going into last night. And he added to that last night, especially with the touchdown in the second half. So whether it's Tannehill or Malik Willis, the, the Titans have massive issues in the passing game. But to your point about if Willis starts, yes, he could provide a spark, but still that spark's going to be one-dimensional, right? So if they can lock down on that, I don't think there's a lot of fear of the Titans beating them deep over the top in the passing game because they haven't done it once in 2022. Who's your MVP favorite right now, Trey? You mentioned Jalen Hurts earlier. I think he's a guy that's yeah. going to end up on that list. Who's your MVP right, right now? Because I think it's wide open still. Well, I'd say that Hurts, Allen, and Mahomes are, are the top three for sure. Uh, and, you, you know, you can throw in a, a, maybe a couple of other people at the moment. But right now, um, right now, it has to be those, those three guys at the top. And I'd probably lean towards Josh at this point. But, you know, it's hard. Like I said, Hurts hasn't lost a game. And I'm not a big believer in wins and losses being a quarterback stat. It's about the team. Like, he doesn't have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. You know, he's not putting up these numbers much in the same way Tua wasn't putting up these numbers before they had Waddle and uh, Tyreek. Um, but I, I think I'd lean toward Allen because, let's be honest, the, the MVP goes to the quarterback, the best quarterback on the, on the best team. That's just the way it's gone. Whether it's right or wrong is indifferent. That's why we have an offensive player of the year. They've totally changed the, the criteria for being the MVP. So right now I would put Allen first, Hurts second, and Mahomes a not-so-distant third. One more question for you, Trey, before we let you go here on the show today. What's your best bet of the week? What are you liking? Is there a particular spread that is intriguing to you, or is there a player prop? What do you like the best this weekend going into uh, the NFL slate? Well, there's a really interesting one, okay, that I think a lot of people wouldn't look at. And, and that's the number in the in the uh, Dolphins-Bears game. For example, like the Dolphins should win this game fairly easily. However, Miami's defense on the road is a completely different animal. As you guys know in Wichita, the Chiefs have the number one scoring offense in the NFL of 31.9 points per game. Well, when the Dolphins go on the road, they give up almost 33 points per game, which is a fancy way of saying when the Dolphins' defense leaves Miami, they turn everyone into a better offense than the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, hmm. that will be a struggle against a, an offensively challenged uh, Bears team, but the Bears can run the ball. You know, they, they have a chance to be the first team since the 76 Steelers to run for 225 yards in four straight games. They're averaging 188 on the ground. Um, I, I'm curious at the number there because not only do they give up a ton of points, they give up a ton of yards, and in four games away from Miami defensively, they have zero turnovers and four sacks. So the Miami defense is a totally different creature at home than it is on, on, on the road, and that might be an interesting way to look at the number, in that, the total number in that Bears-Chiefs game, and excuse me, that Bears-Dolphins game. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun, and of course uh, the one thing that's for sure about the NFL is that nothing's for sure, right, Trey? I mean, it's been a wild Correct. year so far and probably going to continue that way. Yeah, the, 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 the favorites have not won a week yet. They've gone 7-7 seven and seven twice, but the, there hasn't been a week where the favorites have been on the winning side of the ledger against the Spreads. Oh, man, oh, that's nuts. Uh, I'm sure Vegas loves that uh, more than anybody else. So uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> chat with you again here in another uh, couple weeks or so. And uh, as always, we appreciate you being on the show, Trey. Happy to be with you guys. Always a pleasure. Take care.
All right, thanks. That was the one and only Trey Wingo. Trey is brought to us today by Caesar Sportsbook. Your first bet is on Caesars. Bet up to $1,250. And if you don't win, you'll get it back as a free bet. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 plus. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Matt Henderson from Catch It Kansas joins us. He's going to give us all the details on this weekend's high school football playoff picture. It's all coming up next on Sports Daily. Thanks to Trey Wingo for joining us there. If you missed anything with Trey, always just an encyclopedia of NFL knowledge. Uh, love chatting with Trey. We'll have him in quite a bit down the home stretch of the regular season here. You can go back to kfhradio.com, listen to that conversation. A lot of stuff on the Chiefs game coming up this weekend. Some of his favorite plays uh, for the weekend as well in there. Congratulations to our winner as well on our uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever giveaway. So we've got a chance to get people in there for a sneak peek next Thursday at the Boulevard West Theater. And and we'll continue to do that up until Thursday. We'll give away tickets every day here on Sports Daily to do that. Uh, KU got a big win in their exhibition game last night. Uh, I think most importantly for folks around here, Grady Dick looked fantastic. Uh, He looks like he's going to be a factor right out of the gates for the Jayhawks. Did not look overwhelmed in any way. Granted, they were playing a Division II opponent, but, man, he looked good. Jalen Wilson and Dewan Harris looked good, so a good start there. Now they'll have to get it done without Bill Self. Tommy, It's uh, we're coming up on the weekend, Tommy. You you mentioned something yesterday. We're both dads. Uh, We're both groggy this time in the morning. I was a little surprised, uh, and we'll get to Matt Henderson in just a second, but uh, Tommy, you you mentioned that you were surprised that nobody warned you that when you have little ones, they constantly get you in the groin. And that surprised me to hear you say that because my contention is basically the Internet has been founded on dads getting kicked or hit in the nuts. Um, how are you not prepared for this? You can never prepare. It's a daily occurrence, but it shouldn't be surprising to you that that's coming. I think I probably had the idea that it would happen you know, occasionally I didn't think it would happen every time I sit down, every yeah. time my kid is around me and it could be a toy. It could be his milk cup. It could be nope. his head. Uh, it doesn't matter. Poor it's just going to, right. Just, and as, and it's not just, you know, a delicate, it's as violently slamming it as he possibly can over and over and over again. What are you going to do? Like, I don't know how you can be prepared for that. Their aim is impeccable. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, Just always have the camera rolling so it can entertain the rest of us. Again, the Internet's been founded on that glory. Uh, Before that, America's Funniest Home Videos, an entire franchise was built on that very thing. All right, let's bring in Matt Henderson. It is high school football week. We're in the regional round. I always get confused by the names of these rounds. Matt makes fun of me in the office every Friday as I'm like, what is this round, the sub-regional, semifinal, whatever? It's the second round of the playoffs. Right here we go. Second round, Hendo. Uh, we got some of it out of the way last night. We move forward tonight. How are you this morning? Uh, hanging in there. Hanging in there. 
just uh, you know, kind of laying in bed listening to listen to the rain. You know, you never want to get out of bed when it's raining. Well, the rain played a factor here, and I agree with you on that. It's been a slow morning to get up to speed. Um, so we had a lot of teams last night schedule their games to try and avoid the rain. I don't know what's going to happen today. Uh, we know it's raining now. It could keep raining into the conditions. Basically, you took the wind last night or you'll take the cold and the rain tonight. No real surprises on the you know the bigger teams around the Metro Collegiate. I think I was surprised that you know they were blanked by uh, Clay Center. That's the game I was at last night. Andale rolled. What stood out to you last night around the area? Collegiate losing. I mean, I wouldn't have guessed they would have lost at all, but collegiate losing, how they lost, surprised the heck out of me. Like, admittedly, I have not been to one of their games this season, so I have not watched them, but we know all about Wesley Fair and how he's going to K-State, play a defensive back, playing quarterback for collegiate last night. But, I mean, I'm aware of Clay Center. They're a high-scoring club. And they just came to Wichita and just took it to collegiate. I mean, 35 nothing. That is a very surprising score. Matt, when you look at uh, 6A uh, on the west side of the bracket, last week, no surprises. All the favorites won the game. All the higher seeds won the game. Uh, and, and so that sets up some, some matchups here this weekend. We've got Derby, of course, is the number two seed taking on Lawrence, who's the number seven seed. Garden City is the three seed. Um, you know, East is, is the eight seed. Ta- you know, of course, Northwest is in action against Junction City. What are you seeing as we look into the second round in Class 6A on the west side? Um, any upsets that stand out to you, or do you think it's going to be the favorites that roll? I would expect the favorites to win this week. I mean, uh, and let me let me save, save you there. Garden City. I would guess Washington Rural will be will go to Garden City and win tonight, as the six okay. over the three. But Wichita East. I mean, I they looked very very impressive last week against Lawrence Free State. That's that Free State team coming up is the only team that had beaten Olathe North this year. Olathe North we saw beat Mill Valley, who is the like, you know, wins 5A every single year. So that was a really surprising result, and that could build some really big momentum for East as they go to Manhattan, but Manhattan has just been that much better than everybody else in 6A this year. Um, Northwestern Junction City, that's an interesting one to me just because you I, – I watched Junction City, like, beat Bishop Carroll. They held – Bishop Carroll scored three touchdowns in two minutes at the end of the second quarter in that game, and that was all they did against that, that Blue Jay defense. And so you're talking about, like, a Northwest team that lost to Carroll – they're taking on Junction this week. We'll see if like like uh, that's one that I would say is definitely an upset alert. I would guess Northwest would be the favorite to win that one and should win that game, but could be a, could be closer than you might expect. It's interesting with when we talk about the City League this week. Four teams remain. I don't think I'm missing anybody between East, Northwest, Capen, and and Carroll. Um, you know they're all facing Carroll's. Carolyn Northwest, I would guess you would call favorites. East and Capen certainly would not be. But four teams out of the City League this year that are really good teams. I think it's been a fun year in the City League. And and for City League fans, tonight will be a pretty fun night to see that on display. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those are probably the four that we would expect to be at this round. Right. Heights, you could say, was right there as a iffy team. It depends on the matchup. They go to Lawrence last weekend. Lawrence beat them pretty bad. Um, but, yeah, no, very very good year for the top of the city half. City League, Cape, Cape and you would have maybe guessed they would have not lost four games in the regular season, I guess. But either way, I mean, a lot around the, around the uh, Metro to get excited about this year and moving forward. Matt, taking a look at Class 4A, 
uh, on the western side of the bracket. The biggest upset in, in that area, Winfield over Wellington, the 13 seed taking down the four seed. They're now going to be taking on Andover Central, who beat Augusta in the first round. Uh, your thoughts on this game? We've seen Andover Central be able to, you know, play pretty decent football throughout most of the season, uh, but Winfield seems to be, you know, kind of riding high right now. So, your thoughts on that? Yeah, Winfield's got some great coaching, and that I feel like that was one of the bigger factors last week. Like 4A is weird. Like you're talking like, like I think we talked about it last week how uh, seven of the teams in 4A West had one or fewer losses or two or two or fewer wins this year. And so you figured, like, all right, they, they were all playing, like, much like higher-up competition this year, things like that. And so Winfield upsetting Wellington, I mean, it looks like a surprise. Maybe it's not as over, overly surprising. Um, they do have some good players, but Andover Central, I, you, it, that's just, like, I think Coach Derek Tuttle out there, like, once you get to the postseason, he just, like, goes to a different level. We've seen him take different teams, no matter what the makeup of the team is, deep on playoff runs. And you would guess the Jags will go on because of that this year. Uh, point people to catch at Kansas.com here for a couple of different things. If you missed Mays South and their overtime thrilling win in soccer, that was just such a great game. You can see that. You can also see a story um, on Circle's football slash soccer star, Hannah Stipp. She's a stud in soccer, but she's also kicking for Circle in football. Circle's been one of the stories of the year. In high school football, uh, you can you go back as we've tracked them with a variety of things. They're making history. They're doing all these things. They get Coffeeville this week. Um, I, how does this matchup look to you, Circle and Coffeeville? Uh, that it, I think it'll be a close one. I think I think I would that would be my best guess. Coffeeville they they have like a, a somewhat misleading record. They haven't exactly played a diff, much, very difficult schedule, sitting at six and three overall in the year. Um, and El Dorado hung 30 on them last week. So I would guess Circle would have to be the favorites as we enter this week. And, yeah, like you said, that's such a, fu- such a fun story. Hannah is, like, we've uh, well, I've watched her multiple times in soccer over the years, and then they get to see her go out for football her senior year. She's graduating at semester to go to North Dakota State to be their keeper, one of the best I've ever watched in girls' soccer. So she's not even playing her senior year, but she's still getting that one last athletic experience kicking for the football team now. And circle, you're talking two home games for that team as as the, the long years that they went through for years last year. We talked about the turnaround getting that first playoff win forever. This year they get another one, a, a chance to win two playoff games, and potentially set up a rematch with McPherson next week. The one like one of the teams that beat them this year, I'm sure that's something that the T-Birds would, would uh, um, envy the chance of uh, going to Mac and having a second crack at the Buffs. Hey Matt, uh, so looking at three A, I know that you know it seems you know sounds like a broken record to always talk about Andale and how incredible they are and continue to be. Um, but my, I guess my question is, now that Collegiate is out, it looks like they probably have a they were always going to have a, a great path to winning their bracket. Is there anybody on the other side of the bracket, you know, in the eastern part of the state, uh, that can challenge them for a championship, or does this look like that they're the presumptive favorites? Andale's far and away the favorite. Holton's a very good team from what I've read about. Uh, they won loss this year to, I, I want to say it was Nemaha Central, who is one of the two favorites to come out of Class 2A overall. Um, Topeka Hayden, they have a good club every single year. They have a, a sneaky game against Wellsville, who was a, 2A, a very good 2A team last year and bumped up this year. So those are probably the two 
biggest challengers for them this year. But again, it's Andale, they're a machine. They just go out there. I mean, they closest game they played all, all season was against Pratt when they beat him by 28 two weeks ago, and they go last night and they're at 49 nothing at halftime. So it's like that's just Andale. I think they just like go turn on a different level this time of year and just go out there and just run through everybody. All right, Matt, it's another wild night. We'll have brackets up tonight. So for folks out there, catchitkansas.com. We have the free Catch at Kansas app as well. You can get scores. You can get all this. Um, weather's going to be a factor tonight. It's not just football. We've got the soccer playoffs covered there. All the fall sports uh, coverage is there. So that's online on the air on 12 News tonight. We'll have a little preview for you on KWCH at 10 o'clock, and then we go full steam ahead into the Catch at Kansas show, 1035 on the KSCW. Uh, Hendo, good luck. Let's bundle up tonight. It could be a little chilly out there. Maybe throw on a parka as well because weather will be a factor now in the second round of the football playoffs. Yeah, fingers crossed we get some clear skies by 7 o'clock. Yeah, just keep it dry when we're out there with the expensive cameras. That's uh, let's <laughs> let's and then it can and then it can dump as soon as we get the games over. Let's get all the rain we can get. All right, Endo, uh, there goes Matt Henderson. CatchKansas.com. Check it out. The best. Uh, just there, there isn't anybody better at it. All right, we'll take a quick break. Eight six nine twelve forty. We'll come back. Um, some some final thoughts as we enter our last full segment. Have a little fun here on Sports Daily. Eight six nine twelve forty. Probably a little time to squeeze in a call if you see fit. We'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now with the mlb app you can get baseball your way 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Jimmy on a Friday for you as we get ready for a big weekend in the sports world. Um, what are you looking forward to the most of all of these things uh, this weekend, Tommy? What are you looking forward to the most? Uh, I think it's got to be the college slate. It's got to be KU and K-State. Um, you know, th- there's a lot on the line. KU has the opportunity uh, to get bull eligible uh, with a victory against Oklahoma State tomorrow. Um, a lot up in the air uh, for quarterbacks for both teams. So that's going to be really interesting to watch. Uh, and then Kansas State, they, as we've talked about all week, they've had the opportunity to uh, remain in the driver's seat. That um, They're taking on a dangerous Texas team, uh, but they got it done against Oklahoma State a week ago. So I think those two storylines, probably even more, maybe a little bit more than Kansas City this weekend uh, in primetime. Those are probably the two things I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, um... I, I think I agree with you. I think the college slate is better this weekend. I, I'm, OU Baylor interests me a little bit. I want to know if OU is going to be able to – really, are either of those teams going to be able to climb back into the mix of the Big 12 run? But I do think that the college slate is better. There's not – I mean, I, I'm trying to think if there are any games that really, really excite me on the NFL slate. And I love the NFL – I will always watch the NFL. The NFL is a blast. The matchups aren't amazing this weekend. And I don't, you know, it's interesting um, in the NFL this year, I think in general anyway, that we just, it's been so unpredictable. It's hard to know. Like, what are we going to get each and every week, each and every game, each and every whatever, as we look across the NFL? Um so, yeah, I'm with you. I think the college slate is better. Uh, side note, I don't think I've mentioned this, and I probably should have. Uh, CBS Sports Radio this weekend, I'll have a shift nationally, so if you have an opportunity to catch that, you can tune in. I think it's 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central on Saturday. Always fun to, to kind of mix it up a little bit with people around the country. So if you have an opportunity, uh, certainly tune in for that. I'll make sure we get a little KU and K-State talk in where it might not normally be. Can I call in? Be. Would that be okay? Yes. Yes, uh, Tommy right. in Wichita. Hey, welcome in, Tommy from Wichita. How are you? Long-time listener, first-time caller. How about that? Or what was what was the old college DJ name? The Tominator? The Tominator. There we go. Yeah, the Tominator. Uh, what's your favorite bet this weekend, Tommy? What are you? What can you not wait to get a little money on? Um, I'm absolutely uh, going to bet Kansas State on the money line. In fact, I'm going to bet them to, to cover, too, but I like them on the money line. Yeah. I think that's I that's got to be one that um, – I mean, that, I don't want to say easy money because you never know, but no, um, I, I no, like no, that no. one. I mean, lot. it's Texas. It's Texas, yeah. right? This is a big. It's a big spot for Texas too. But the Wildcats and are home dogs. I mean, it's it, they. They just beat Oklahoma State forty nine nothing. I know it feels like one of those things. There has to be, and and I've had people from Texas, right, that don't follow K State, um, where of course I'm from Texas, but people from the state that are like, why is Texas favored this weekend? They can't figure it out there either, and that is usually a little bit dangerous. 
when that happens. I don't know. I, the only thing, and again, I haven't gone back and looked. I just don't have time. The only thing I can think of is maybe there's something from Sark out of a buy that's that's doing this. But I feel like of all the weeks in recent weeks for K-State, there is more certainty this week. They feel healthier. I'm not as worried about the quarterback position. I would love to see Adrian Martinez and Will Howard play. I don't think that's a controversy with this group at all. I think they can absolutely work with that offensively. I think the defense is playing better and healthier than it has in a long time. But Texas is really good. And we've seen at times this year, Texas look really good, right? K-State beat Oklahoma State in a bloodbath. Texas beat Oklahoma in a bloodbath on a neutral field. There's somewhat of a similar similar feel between these two teams. They both had a couple of moments that make you scratch your head a little bit. And like, what was that? So, that, that, to me, is the game of the weekend, for sure. I think Kansas, for a different reason, is also really compelling. Obviously, we want to see him get into a bowl game, but we want to see if Jalen Daniels But If Jalen Daniels plays and he's going to be able to play the rest of the year, it totally opens back up the possibility of some amazing things for Kansas, I think. I wish we knew more. I wish we had any indication of quarterbacks in that game. We just don't. We have no idea if Sanders will play on one side or if Daniels will play on the other. Sanders will be a bigger factor in the outcome of this game. I do agree with what you said earlier. It'll be whether or not Spencer Sanders plays for Oklahoma State that has the bigger impact here. Yeah, two thoughts on on both of the games that are big here in the state of Kansas this weekend. Uh, first off, going back to Kansas State and Texas, how much fun is it going to be to watch Deuce Vaughn and Bijan Robinson back and forth? I mean, that's going to be the best, if not oh the best God. in the country. Yeah. It's going to be incredible to watch that and, and, you know, maybe kind of a punch counter punch like, you know, anything you can do, I can do better. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that. And then for Kansas and Oklahoma State, uh, my prediction is that and I don't have any proof on this, but my prediction, my gut tells me Jalen Daniels plays for Kansas and Spencer Sanders does not. Um, that's kind of what my gut tells me. We'll find out. We'll see what happens. But um, that's kind of how I'm feeling going into this game tomorrow. I don't have a gut on the quarterback situation on either side because there's still this lingering oddity of the Jalen Daniels injury situation to begin with, right? You had the weird report that he was done for the year and then the pushback on that. But where does that come from in the first place? If he comes back, is he completely healthy anyway? I don't know. Mike Gundy's obviously going to play Spencer Sanders' situation close to the best. But for Oklahoma State, if there's any chance Sanders can go, he's going to go because they, they can't afford, you know, they, it's not like they're still in a good position to do whatever it is they feel like they need to do, right? They can play themselves right back into that Big 12 championship game. And they know going to Lawrence isn't going to be easy, whether it's Daniels or Jason Bean. Mike Gundy's been at this long enough to know coming out of a bye, the way this team is prepared and plays for Leipold and that staff, that's a really big spot. I think if there's any chance Sanders go can go, he will go. I don't think there's any chance they would hold him out to try and get him any healthier. They can't afford to do that. Offensively for Kansas, look for the running game to try to really get right against the Cowboys. Well, I hope so. Oklahoma State was, they were really bad against Kansas State uh, running the football. So uh, Oklahoma State's defense gave up a ton of rushing yards to do Savon a week ago. Um, so that's an opportunity for the Jayhawks. They've got to get Devin Neal going. Uh, and then Kai Thomas and Savion Morrison, those two guys, they've, or those three guys as a whole, the entire running back unit, 
they've got to be solid. And of course, if Jalen Daniels returns and even Jason Bean to an extent, those two guys can run also. So that that's going to be a key to victory for the Jayhawks this weekend. I can't wait for it. Uh, it's going to be a blast. Of course, you'll hear KU with us this weekend. That pregame starts uh, at one o'clock right here on KFH, KU and Oklahoma State. So you'll get all the latest with KU. You get plenty of great pregame coverage, as you always do here on KFH. Again, that's at 1 o'clock on Saturday. Um, and then after the game, whenever that happens to end in postgame, you'll join me in progress on CBS Sports Radio. So I'll be right there with you. Uh, but 1 o'clock pregame again on KFH. All right, we'll take our final break here. We'll come back. We'll put a bow on this one, tell you what else is coming up this weekend on our airwaves and our family and networks. That's coming up on Sports Daily. time I got to come back it was about relationships and about community and it just felt right the relevance of what we do and the relationship piece all right Chad you want to knock this last one out here provide kids with opportunities just like Hayesville does the part of that that is special to we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 